At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 418. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Fenack. Another fantastic day. Yeah, good afternoon. 418. Wow, that number just keeps on growing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, and onward it will continue. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing. I was talking actually just in a, a search engine panel a moment ago on zoom and um it was uh everyone's always amazed that we've been around since 97 but it doesn't seem like anything until i really think about it that's a long time <laughs> i can kind of get over it anyways um let's jump into some non-seo news you put in here first so why don't you take the first one yeah, you bet. So uh, this should all, almost be called the bug report. I feel like every week we've got at least one Google bug that we want to talk about. Um, and today I've got a couple and they're not super major, but good to know. Uh, as of, uh, or I didn't say as of, but on October 18th for about an hour, Google Analytics resulted in a complete loss of data collection. So if you see your traffic drop, I, they didn't say what time of day it was. There's an article over at Search Engine Roundtable. Very, oh, he did say the data loss was between 7.27 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. Pacific time on the 18th. So if that's a heavy traffic time for you early in the morning, uh, your stats are going to be looking a little thin. Uh, so don't freak out. Uh, what we recommend doing, the first of all, the data is unrecoverable, according to Google. So nothing you can do about it. Uh, the general recommendation is to make an annotation in your Google Analytics account on that day, just noting that. So if you come back in the future, you're trying to compare uh, October 18, 2022 with this year, uh, at least you'll have an idea why the numbers may not uh, make a lot of sense. So someone go. got in trouble for taking their tea into the server room. Oh uh, yeah, there's some coffee spilt on a keyboard or something. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows what caused that? It's weird. Just one hour of data loss of why something went down. Who knows? Maybe they uh, they wanted some extra power for gaming. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> something, something went something went on. Um, and at around the same time, actually, for about five or six days, uh, resolved on October 20th, Google Alerts stopped working, which is also now fixed. Uh, I don't personally use Google Alerts much, but if you do use them and you stop getting alerts for the better part of a week last week, or I guess ending today, really, uh, well, sorry, October 20th, it's not today when you're listening to this. Um, I should try to remember that we're not live. Uh, if you saw a lack of alerts, that's why it was just yet another bug that's been fixed. So hmm. these are weird bugs. Like I, I feel like they must be caused by an update that's been pushed that has a glitch in it or something because to just run smoothly and then stop working for a couple of days or an hour seems unusual. It does. Yeah. I guess when you get that big, little, little things can add up. I don't know. So let's jump into some SEO news. Uh, the Google search quality guidelines have been updated to expand on the your money, your life category. Uh, and it also defines the lowest quality content a bit better. So what are these? Uh, essentially, Google has created search quality guidelines that they provide to human reviewers of search results. They have a, a team who knows how big that they use just to monitor test and provide feedback to Google's main algorithm on what it's doing right or wrong. Uh, it does not mean that this is a ranking change. These are just like, you don't go by this like the Bible, but what it does do is it provides some perspective on what Google considers content worthy of ranking. Uh, so uh, just a few elements here. They expanded the definition of the your money, your life subcategory, which is groups of people. Uh, and in that sense, uh, the quote them here, groups of people subcategory is the information about or claims related to groups of people, including but not limited to those grouped on the basis of age, caste, disability, ethnicity, gender identity, and expression, immigration status, nationality, race, religion, sex, gender, sexual orientation, veteran status, victims of a major violent event and their kin or any other characteristic that is associated with systemic discrimination or marginalization. Uh, so uh, this is just a way to delineate that type of your money or your life content that Google is really hard on. Uh, they, if you have any sites that are focused on this kind of thing, they tend to get beat up pretty good on these, these updates. Um, they refresh the guidance on how to research reputation information for websites and content creators. I haven't personally seen that. That might be interesting to look at. It's not something that's been highlighted in the reviews I've looked at, but uh, it does sound interesting. They restructured and updated the lowest quality, lowest page quality section, reorganized and refreshed examples to reflect the new structure. They simplified the definition of upsetting or offensive to remove redundancy with the lowest page quality section. This is interesting. I said upsetting hyphen offensive. What does that mean? So I, I looked that up and essentially it, it's just saying that um, anything that is offensive, when, when their people are looking at this content, they're actually able to tag the, the search result with uh, upsetting or offensive. Uh, typically this is information like uh, well, the examples they used one was one was a Holocaust denier. Well, this is upsetting or offensive. Click, definitely, no question. Then they wrote a little thing on why. 
um, if they even do the write up, I don't know, maybe that's just part of the example, but they, they essentially click on that and they can, then they go to another one, which is a Wikipedia on the Holocaust. Well, obviously that's not upsetting or offensive. It's just facts. So they leave that and it's not, uh, upsetting or offensive. This is just part of their tagging strategy as they're going through so they can weed out issues. Um, anyways, I guess there was some con confusion or redundancy with lowest page quality. Uh, you know, but upsetting or offensive seems pretty clear to me, much different than lower page quality. Um, there are minor changes throughout, uh, updated screenshots, URLs, wording, samples for consistency, removed outdated examples, etc. cetera. Um, reading this thanks to uh, Barry Schwartz on Search Engine Land, his article. Uh, ultimately, it was over a thousand content changes that he, uh, he guessed or uh, counted quote unquote, I don't know that he actually counted all that, but it's impressive if he did, it probably did. This is Barry, um, he's very thorough. Uh, but the largest section updated was the groups of people section and the section on lowest quality content. So it's again, just some information or a glimpse at how Google is thinking, uh, lowest quality content, you know, they're always focused on providing the absolute best experience that they can to users. So they'll keep coming back and, uh, they want to eliminate that low quality content. They don't want it to appear. And anything that squeaks through is hopefully going to be caught by the raters and then these uh, quality raters and I, you know, their algorithm will improve and catch them the next time around. It's some, uh, some nice light reading there. I, uh, I just posted and it should be in the show notes, a 172 page PDF about all of this. So, uh, you know, if you've uh, got about a, I don't know, two or three pots of coffee that you're looking forward to drinking. Now, that's the time. Load Woo! up the PDF and give Exciting. It. Yeah, and it's it's down from 175 pages last year. So they they tightened it up. Oh, think of all the time we can save. Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's a whole nother cup of, pot of coffee. Okay, three <laughs> pots, four pots, four pots it is. No problem. Um, yeah, this, and also that Google rolled out continuous scroll on mobile. I, I was, we were talking about that today on a panel, this panel I was on. Um, the fact that, well, someone mentioned that there's no longer, uh, you know, the top 10 results. Well, that's actually not been around for a long time. Uh, we've seen gosh knows how many results on a page now due to universal search appearing, you know, images appearing, videos appearing within the search results, ads appearing, uh, suggestions appearing, local results appearing. You know, it's made that top 10 non-existent. It's top 15, top 20, and it's all, none of them are, very few of them are actually the classic blue links we're used to back in the, yeah. the uh, 20, uh, early 2000s. So Some, Sometimes it's even just the top two. <laughs> sometimes you yeah. look and it's just all the other stuff and the organic results are, are few and far between depending on what you're searching for. Yeah, and especially when they start throwing in snippets and all that stuff, that can take a huge chunk of a page. Uh, you mentioned on here that uh, it's rolled out the most users in the U.S. And yeah, I, as I thought, I was like, I've seen this before. And whenever these last tested? Uh, yeah, they, they've tested this a bunch of times uh, in the past in 2011, 2015, 2019, and then even earlier this year, they've, they've given it a test. And um, I just want to point out that it's as of five minutes ago, it's still not working on my phone up in Canada. So hmm. maybe I'll get it someday too. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. doesn't seem like, 
a huge need for it, but it is interesting. Yes. Um, it is mobile only. So all those people are looking at their desktop going, I don't see it. It's all, again, it's only mobile. Uh, so I, it, it, what does it mean for us as marketers? Not a whole lot, really. Um, you still want to get the most exposure you can. So moving up is a good thing. And that just happens through earning the right to rank and by getting lots of authority, creating phenomenal content, making your site easily indexable and creating the focus where it should be on the best content you have and your best products or services, you know, honing it through internal links, you know, the easy small stuff. I'm just scratching the surface. (laughs) Whenever Google does any kind of update like this, I always sort of try to find the bad in it. Right. And in this case, I can only really see good because I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I can't find any downside to infinite scroll or as Google's calling it, continuous scroll. Uh, You know, if you're a user, you don't have to act. You just keep scrolling. If you're a website owner, it blurs the line between page one and page two. It just, there isn't a line anymore. So if you were uh, in the olden days, you know, yesterday at the top of page two, well, now you're just in the mix. So I would think maybe it's more likely that if you were previously at top of page two ranking, you're maybe more likely to be clicked on now. Um, Although maybe the act of clicking on page two and then having you pop up at the top, maybe that increases click rate. I I don't know, it's hard to say, but um, I I feel like it's probably a good thing across the board here, probably. Well, and I think mobile is extremely lucrative from an ad perspective and having this continuous scroll is probably gonna give them more opportunities to add links, add links. add ad links <laughs> within the result. And uh, that's something I suspect we're going to see more of. Uh, Serendipity, you know, typically sp- scattered amongst all the, the classic organic rankings. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, again, uh, it's always interesting the stuff I get out of these panels, Aman. Um, someone asked, uh, he, said, he, he really doubted, he said that SEO really had as much of a benefit these days because social media seems to be taking the forefront of everything. You know, is there really much point in focusing on your website or even having one? Well, this came up and it was, I'm glad the person asked because it is something that comes up occasionally. And and if you're ever in doubt, let's say you're in a really social focused market, like for example, I've, I've been fairly active in the interior design community. Well, they're, they're huge on places like House, on uh, Pinterest on Instagram, because they're very visual, the work they do. And, and they would be remiss not to use these social platforms. However, you never, I I mean, I can't, I can't imagine an example where I would be comfortable ever putting all my eggs in those baskets and not having a place that I can call home that I own, that I can control. Uh, so you know, just as an example, there was a downtime, that downtime recently on Facebook and Instagram. Well, people weren't getting any exposure then. And, and what were you going to do? There's not much, right? Uh, you pretty much, your website was down essentially. But if you had a website, at least people could go to that. Uh, at least if they were searching for it, perhaps your site would show up instead of your other content on those social platforms. Uh, and, you know, if how Google's a great example, any like Google Plus, any product that you invest in can just disappear overnight. Uh, you know, they might give you a few nice months notice, but it, there's no, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> They're going to remove it. You're screwed. 
do not put everything into third-party sites that you don't own, that you don't have uh, some ability to maintain if they move forward and they disappear. So just a, just a thought there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I want to point out as well that even though a lot of people, the majority of people, I think it's safe to say use Facebook, uh, we get really annoyed in our house with that because often like there are some sushi restaurants in town and their menus are only on their Facebook page. And my <laughs> wife, Lindsay, does not have Facebook. She deleted her account years ago now. And if you try to load up that menu on Facebook without an account, on your phone especially, Half your screen is now dedicated to Facebook telling you to sign in and create an account. And you get this tiny little window of a menu that you're trying to read. And it's basically impossible. So you're, even if the numbers aren't the majority, without having a website you're, or devoting everything to Facebook, you're alienating part of your potential customer base. And, you know, I feel like it's just, even a super basic, simple website with a menu in that case for a restaurant, I, I feel is, is critical. Absolutely. Yeah. And so they don't even have a Google My Business listing that you can focus on? No, they have. Well, it, there's one particular sushi place that we like and they have nothing. They have a Facebook page. That's it. Yeah, I ran 100% Facebook week. and it drives us crazy. And uh, sometimes we order from other places because of it. or the, what often will happen is Lindsay will come try to track me down to use my phone to go into my Facebook account so she can look at the menu. But like, that's ridiculous to have to do that. Yeah, I just shake my head. I just don't get it. Many of them don't even offer any kind of online anything. So it's, no, it's they, true. they want to stick old style, old style. And I, I guess I can respect that, but then they only have one phone line. You can't get through. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Where, where's the yellow pages again? Where did we put that? Oh, it's in the recycling yeah. bin, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, well, let's take a quick break. and we come back, we've got some local SNU, SEO news and some questions. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Fanak. So uh, before we jump into local SEO news, uh, Index Now, this is something that, uh, I, did we cover it last time? Ah, I wish I remember. I had been, my memory is a pit. I don't uh, believe we did. Okay. So essentially, uh, Bing and Yandex, Yandex being the Russian search engine, and Bing have uh, cooperated to create a API. Uh, so uh, a protocol essentially is called just a protocol that allows you to um, get your content indexed as soon as it's launched. Uh, the idea here is when it's, uh, when it's 
embraced by the system that you're running your website with. Let's say in this case, Wix. Wix is an example of a company that's jumped on board. Um, Google doesn't have to guess and hunt through your site for new content. It will be notified. So will Bing, so will Yandex, so will ever, any other search engine you want to be, uh, want to notify, you can control who gets notified. Uh, and it, the idea here is it's supposed to limit the power that Google needs. So in other words, it's a little greener um, by feeding them the content. And it's up to 10,000 pages per day, which is <laughs> plenty. Well, the biggest, biggest sites in the world, obviously it won't be, but it's still an amazing start. Uh, and it generally was interesting to hear about. People were fairly excited about it. Uh, was very mixed. Well, that mixed reaction came out interestingly in this article by in Search Engine Journal, and it's the mixed signals. Uh, well, Yoast really stuck stuck his head out on this. Yoast Avak, he said uh, that the Yoast SEO tool is not going to jump on board and not do this. He feels it's not worthwhile. It's already being done essentially by having a sitemap. Uh, you know, your index sitemap. Uh, that is automatically generated by the Yoast plugin. Uh, it is updated with the latest content. And if Google looks at it the first thing, when they get to the site, it will know immediately where to go. In, in, in addition, uh, I think they said can, I'm not sure if it's a setting, I haven't looked at it in ages, but uh, the, the Yoast SEO plugin can also ping Google and, and the various platforms when your new content is out. He just says that's, simply all you need. Uh, now, the discussion went on, and of course there's always, uh, it depends. <laughs> there's always the it depends. And someone brought up a point that he even agreed that was a, a proper use of this new tool would be if you have really large sites, uh, it would be more you know worthwhile to use a system like that. Uh, so he says there, there are implementations for it, but in the sense of his sites, you know, largely, less than 100 pages, the sites that um, use the Yoast SEO tool, it's a pointless uh, addition. So they're not going to bother. Anyways, uh, interesting to see how something that seems pretty cool uh, really does get a mixed reaction. And I guess we'll see how well it rolls out. All right, local SEO news. <laughs> so this is a little point on uh, uh, an issue we had recently. So uh, our, as many know, uh, one of the disciplines in uh, Step Forth is, uh, is a, we have a, a separate, I guess, a separate group, we'll call it, a different, it is technically a different company, but a separate group of us that focus entirely on dental marketing, uh, firstdentist.com. Well, <laughs> one of the clients we had just sort of evaporated on us, and, and it, as it turned out, <clears throat> He had asked his friend how his work was going, uh, and his friend was this SEO, or actually, no, was just another dentist. And he said, oh, I'm doing great. I'm getting this many calls a day. He says, I don't get that many. And then he talked to the guy who was doing the work for him, an SEO, and, and said, could you look at mine? Now, we've been doing his SEO for quite a while, and we've been telling him every single month what to do, that there's certain things he's not doing. We really need him to do it. And, you know, fell on deaf ears. In the meantime, we were doing what we did and did it well. Um, his rankings were pretty decent, uh, but, you know, there was stuff that needed to be done and 
you know, we can't, it's hard to do if the client's not replying. Anyway, he, at any rate, he decided he would be really active. And instead of calling us, he decided to talk to this guy. Well, he went through his, his particular, uh, marketing strategy by looking at his Google, my business listing, looking at his pages, et cetera. And he says, what's going on here? What are these guys doing? This isn't even the right number in your Google, my business listing. Let's remove this. Let's change this and change that. And another thing he did was, um, why is it just your name as a practitioner instead of mentioning your business on the Google, my business listing? So he went through and pretty much destroyed all the work we were doing without understanding why. First of all, that number was a call tracking number which uh, needed to be there. Uh, it allowed us to get a concept of where his business was coming from, where those leads were coming from. And in this case, the listing that they were looking at was his practitioner listing. He's a dentist. Uh, you can do that um, in, in this case, because he has a, a business that has, or a practice that has multiple uh, practitioners. So he's allowed to have his own practitioner page. At any rate, and, and, the, and the opposite can happen too. If it's a business that it's only one practitioner, you're not allowed to have a practitioner page. Uh, there's rules, right? Well, this person didn't have a clue and just took great glee into smashing us. And, uh, you know, he's off now probably, I'm not sure if he's officially left us yet. Might as well have after all that. And he's going to be poorly served by this person who obviously doesn't understand what they're doing. But it's awfully easy to listen to someone who just comes out of nowhere. So keep in mind that there often, there often is context to the other, there's another side of the story. And, you know, in our case, we really were doing a fantastic job for this guy uh, with what responses we were getting. And uh, it's a shame to, to see him go if we do lose him. And uh, frustrating. <laughs> so I thought I'd share that with you. Oh, beyond frustrating that sort of stuff. We've definitely had that kind of thing happen in the SEO world too, where clients go in and they start making a bunch of changes with good intentions, not knowing that they've caused it. And luckily, most are pretty perceptive once we figure out what's going on. But sometimes you might see a ranking just plummet and you're what's going on and the client freaks out, what's happening here? And you're like, I don't know. And then you dig in and find out that they actually broke it. Um, so <laughs> if, if you're paying somebody for a professional service, I don't care if it's SEO or, or if your lawyer or your doctor, anybody, uh, before you make something that could possibly contradict the expert advice you're paying for, maybe check in on the expert and uh, don't just jump ahead and do it. But just yeah. a thought anyways, maybe I'm crazy that way. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you've invested in a company, uh, you know, it, definitely run by them. If they don't have a good response, well, that's another thing, you know, they're obviously messing about, but, uh, no question whatsoever. We were on top of it. So it's just, it's almost a smack. It's like, what, what? I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we, in fact, we were doing everything right. We're trying <laughs> to follow everything by the rule book. And anyway, blah, it happens, you know, 24 years of this, things like this happen, right? Can't stress it. Yep. So our, our good friend, Michael Linehan, um, uh, sent in some questions. Uh, we'll see if, well, I think we'll do one of them today and, and do a couple the next time just because we're having an extra long show today. Uh, his first question is about black hat spam. He says, I haven't received any quote, submit to 150,000 search engines, unquote, or other such rubbish spam for years. Does that stuff even exist today to warn my clients about? 
I haven't seen that in a long time either. What do you think, Scott? It's been ages since I've seen one of those or, or like the, the cheap, you know, 500 links for a penny or any of that garbage. Like I just don't see it anymore. Uh, it's got to still exist. There's no way the scammers have just stopped. They, they've, they've moved on to other things, but. I would they, think or, that they, they're, they're so uninformed to people that would be doing that, that they're using probably very uninformed email marketing methods that are being blocked by Google or other spam protection systems. Um, because they'd have to be vastly uninformed since people are more aware of that by now. I, as simple as that. And, and, and I'm sure the return on investment would be minuscule for such work. Like just trying to pitch that. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I don't think they'd be getting a lot of people biting and paying them any amount of money and and that sort of stuff used to be cheap even the scammers didn't charge much you know it'd be 99 dollars. and to make the scam worthwhile i mean i don't know how many thousands of people do you really have to to rope in and maybe people are just too savvy now to to buy into this crap which is quite possible we can hope (laughs) um so the next questions we'll get to the next episode figure it out yeah about the length of pages and some seo factors um, sorry, we couldn't get all into all of it today, but hey, something to look forward to. So on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com, where you don't miss a single link and you can refresh your memory of a past show at any time. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air every week on WMR.FM. Hey, and that's a part of our world. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.